welcome to the Arborist News Audio Podcast, brought to you by the International Society of Arboriculture. This audio version of the Arborist News CEU article is voiced by Paul Johnson, Urban Forestry Program Coordinator with the Texas A&M Forest Service. This month's article is Plant Healthcare and Diagnostics by Chelsea Abbott and A.D. Alley. Learning Objectives Understand and apply the basic philosophy behind modern plant healthcare. Comprehend the various steps of a diagnostic process. Understand the difference between abiotic and biotic issues. Gain a basic understanding of how signs and symptoms differ depending upon causal organisms. Apply the proper tools to conduct a comprehensive plant diagnosis. Plant healthcare, PHC, is a holistic approach to evaluating a tree's condition. It takes into consideration both the plant and its environment. This is in contrast to previous approaches that focused on evaluating a single component, such as an insect pest or a disease-causing organism. The essence of PHC is to match the right plant with the right place. Ideally, PHC should be implemented in the early stages of designing and installing a landscape. There are several components to a PHC program, including light. Is the plant receiving the required amount of sunlight? Conversely, is an understory tree placed in adequate shade to reduce the potential for scorching? Hydrology. What is the impact of water quality and water availability on the plant? Temperature. Some plants function physiologically best in warm conditions. Others do best in cooler climates. The plant's heat tolerance should be considered when selecting trees for a particular heat zone. Growth impediments. Trees and palms, especially the ones that are tall when mature, must not be planted directly under overhead obstacles, such as overhead utility lines or in close proximity to sidewalks, curbs, and streets. As the plants grow and increase in size, they begin to conflict with such hardscapes. Soil physics. Both soil texture and soil structure should be evaluated. Texture regards the three basic components, sand, silt, and clay. Soils with high clay content often result in poor drainage, lack of oxygen, and adverse root development. Soil structure refers to the arrangement of soil particles. Aggregation of soil particles is beneficial inasmuch as it provides both macro and micro pores for improved drainage, better aeration, and enhanced root growth. Organic matter is a key factor contributing to soil particle aggregation. Soil chemistry. The alkalinity or acidity of the soil can adversely affect plant health if either is outside the optimum range. Soil alkalinity or acidity can be determined by evaluating soil pH, a term originally used by a Swedish chemist and is an initialism for power of hydrogen, which is a measure of hydrogen ion, H+, concentration in soil solution. The whole pH spectrum ranges from 0 to 14, with 7 being neutral. Low values indicating acidity and high values indicating alkalinity. The range within which most plants can grow is 5 to 9. Availability of nutrient ions is affected by pH. For example, iron, Fe, and manganese, Mn, become bound to the soil and unavailable to plants in alkaline soils. This results in the familiar chlorosis, yellowing, of leaves in such species as sweetgum, pin oak, maple, and others. Diagnostics is the process of identifying causes of plant stress. It includes careful evaluation of the plant as well as scrutinizing various PHC components. When starting a diagnostic procedure, one must step back and observe the whole tree and its surroundings. Note if the pattern of symptoms is uniform or random. Oftentimes, uniform patterns of damage are caused by abiotic agents. Examples, hail, heat stress, or salt damage. Biotic factors such as insect pests or pathogens 
frequently cause damage exhibiting a random pattern in the tree. While diagnosing a problem, it's also important to ask questions in order to obtain background information from the homeowner or property manager. Information on previous cultural practices such as watering and fertilization may provide clues to the causal agent. Inquire into recent pesticide, insecticide, fungicide, or herbicide applications. Note any grade change or soil disturbance due to previous construction work. Observe irrigation patterns and whether they spray overhead, which increases disease incidence, or directly impact the trunk, which may lead to decay. Once you've determined the pattern of the problem, you can begin to deduce the cause. This requires a closer look at the plant itself to identify the signs and symptoms. Signs are the physical presence of the causal agent, and symptoms are the reaction of the plant to the causal agent. Look for insects or mites on the tree and any associated damage symptoms. The sign of the causal agent is the insect itself. However, if the insects are not readily present, then the culprit may be identified by the symptoms or types of damage. These include stippling of foliage, caused by lace bugs, thrips, or leafhoppers. Spider mites also cause stippling of foliage. However, they usually produce silken webs, which help to diagnose them as the causal agent. Chewed leaves, caused by caterpillars, beetles, weevils, or grasshoppers. Serpentine or blotch-type mines inside leaves caused by leaf miners. Sticky leaves, which are sometimes deformed with black sooty growth, caused by sucking insects such as aphids, whiteflies, mealybugs, and soft scales. Scaly or bumpy structures on leaves or twigs, which are evidence of armored scale insects. Limp, sagging leaves, holes in the trunk, or sawdust-like frass at the base caused by borers, larvae of beetles or clearwing moths. If a disease is suspected, then look for symptoms or signs of the pathogen. Using symptoms of disease caused by fungi, singular fungus, and bacteria, singular bacterium, can be difficult as many different types of diseases produce similar symptoms. Symptoms of diseases include leaf spots, which can be a symptom of several fungi and bacteria. Commonly encountered in the landscape are anthracnose, fungus, apple scab, fungus, and rust, fungus. Twig blight, in which leaves on the tips of branches are necrotic, brown from tissue death, and give the tree a burnt appearance. A shepherd's crook is a diagnostic feature of the most common culprit of twig blight, fire blight, a bacterium. Wilting or necrotic leaves on the tips of the branches. Dieback, typically in the top-down pattern, can indicate a vascular wilt, like verticillium wilt, a fungus. Cankers, a wound or necrotic section on branches or the trunk of trees. Bark can be discolored, or the canker may look like a target. Depending on the pathogen and tree species, there may also be sap oozing associated with the canker. Mosaic. Leaves exhibit chlorotic speckles, mottling, and curling distortion. These symptoms generally indicate a virus infection. Swellings, as well as abnormal tumor-like growth on the stems and branches of plants, are often referred to as galls. Common pathogens that cause swellings are black knot, fungus, an issue on plum and cherry trees, and fusiform rust, fungus, an issue on pines. Signs, on the other hand, are evidence of the actual pathogen, such as mushrooms or conchs, pycnidia, small, dark, wart-like spore structures usually present inside the leaf spots, or mycelia, white, hair-like strands of the fungus. In most cases, identifying and confirming diseases require tools, like a magnifying hand lens, a microscope, or lab practices. Example, culturing. A majority of plant issues in the landscape are caused by abiotic factors, and to a lesser extent by biotic agents, such as insects or fungal organisms. 
Other biotic agents that may cause problems include viruses, bacteria, mycoplasma, or phytoplasma, bacteria-like organisms that lack cell walls, parasitic plants, mistletoe, or nematodes, microscopic roundworms typically living in the soil and feeding on roots. A plant diagnostician's toolbox includes the supplies and devices necessary to collect samples and properly identify the stress factors. Examples of commonly used tools include a soil probe for inspecting soil conditions in the root strata and for collecting soil samples, a trowel, soil knife, or small shovel for root crown excavation to expose girdling roots or to inspect soil conditions, a handsaw and other pruning tools. The saw is for pruning off affected branches and collecting samples. Either saws or loppers may be used for severing girdling roots. In some cases, a reciprocating saw is handy. Plastic storage bags for soil or tissue samples. Binoculars for inspecting the upper portions of the canopy for disease symptoms or borer exit holes. A magnifying hand lens for observing small insects, mites, or leaf spots. An ice chest for storing samples. A notebook and pen for recording your observations. A diameter circumference tape for measuring trunk girth a clinometer for measuring tree height, a sounding hammer to assess the amount of decay in a tree. Healthy wood will sound like a baseball bat hitting a baseball. Crack. Whereas unhealthy or decayed wood will have a deeper, more hollow sound. Thunk. A probing device. A surveyor's pin or a long screwdriver can often help determine the integrity of wood fiber. A thermometer or an infrared thermometer can help measure soil temperatures that may affect root growth and development. For confirmation or help with identification of a plant issue, Collect tissue samples or small branch and leaf samples. These may be sent to your local University Cooperative Extension office. Another option is to send soil and tissue samples to a commercial diagnostic laboratory. Search the web for labs nearby. Thank you for listening to this month's Arborist News audio podcast. An online quiz worth one CEU is available now to current ISA members and will become available to non-members in February of 2018. Visit the ISA web store and search for online quizzes for the most recent CEU opportunities. Arborist News is ISA's bi-monthly serial publication that provides readers with the latest in arboricultural news and education. This magazine is an ISA member benefit and offers opportunities for ISA credential holders to earn CEUs. Become a member today to start receiving Arborist News in your mailbox or your inbox. Please check back for the next Arborist News audio. Thank you.